Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. I think we, I think we got it all set up, man. Perfect. Yeah. How you feeling, brother? I mean, I feel fine. Like I said I'm just fatigued, man. I feel sore, like I've been at the gym for ever. Yeah. Wow. But that's about it. The cough is basically gone. I mean, I might cough a couple times during this, but it was a lot worse yesterday. Yeah. And I've, I haven't had a fever the whole time. I've been able to eat, no puking. That's good. Just sore and fatigued and don't feel like doing much but just kind of trying to force myself to anyway so i can just push through maybe it's your body telling you should rest brother maybe yeah it's the same thing it did to david though and that man probably needed a rest just as much but yeah. everybody i've talked to that's had it no i know but everybody that i've talked to that's had it it's the same thing it's just how severe it gets Brittany was the same thing but she threw up yeah. Um, the same thing, I got a cough instead. Brittany never had a cough, so it's different for everybody. But the one thing that seems to be consistent is it just makes you feel fucking tired and sore. Mostly my shoulders today. I feel like I've been doing a fuck ton of bench presses and like overhead pulls. <laughs> well, you'll uh you'll get better. That's for sure. I said I I already feel way better today. I'm just tired yeah that's beaut it's beaut it is beaut good to hear man hell yeah let's keep living yep yep so, yep. so let's roll do you guys do you guys see the former pfizer president come out and say that the vaccines are bullshit and if you get it once you probably have immunity for life oh no. really yeah that x the former <clears throat> Pfizer CEO himself came out and said if he was still working at Pfizer when they did this, he'd have fucking quit because there's no way he would have put this vaccine on the market. Wow. He yeah. can say that right now. He can, he can say that right now, but he could also be a disgruntled employee. <laughs> there's two sides yeah. of every every coin, you know. You this know, is true. Maybe the person that's in charge right now doesn't want to do it either. <laughs> I mean, or they're, seeing, or they're fucking Mr. Crab seeing dollar signs. That too. Or, or maybe, maybe they genuinely mean well. Hey, hey there's always a third party too. Yeah, infinite parties. That's, that's why a two-party system doesn't work. <laughs> Shout out Matt Copley. Well, regardless of what happens, I think we're we're in for a couple of interesting days. Montana finally is the first state to ban mandates. Yeah. They banned uh, mandates, like like yeah. so businesses cannot force you to get yeah. a vaccine. Yep, Montana's the first state that's saying that it's illegal to mandate the vaccine. Huh? What's up, Montana? Montana. I thought um, the Santos did that, didn't he already? I'm not sure. I just know that they were the first state to do it. If somebody else has done it in the last two or three days, then that might be true. But... 
Oh shit, I don't know. Who I is, feel like I've heard Dos Santos from Florida talking oh, Florida. about it weeks ago, but it could have just been talk at that point. Florida's wild, man. They're going off. Yeah. They're living life, I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Living life. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> Episode 49, right, Jerms? Uh, is it 49 or is it 48? I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking you. That was, that was a question mark. Poorly asked question, but. <laughs> it's uh, 47 or 48, one of the two. Okay. We'll call it 46 and a half. <laughs> we'll call it 40 something. Episode 40 something. There we go. <laughs> I think you might be right. Though. I think it, I think it is 47 or 48. I think the last one I edited was 47. 47 and a half. For, okay. 47.5. Let's roll. Oops. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hayfler here with my brothers, Eric Dixon. Yo. And from afar, Jeremy Duncan, resting at his home this evening. We did a little throwback music. (laughs) Jeremy's not here to run the soundboard, so uh, we like to take it back to uh, episode 35. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed that flashback. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of enjoying flashbacks, it's good to be back at the round table. Yep. So good to be back. Took a week off. Um, Eric and I went out to Colorado and Utah and um, did some camping. So, yeah. Gonna talk about that tonight. Talk about big germs. Got the Rona. Yeah. Feeling good at home, resting, quarantining, living, doing his thing. Yeah. He's living. So, should be a good episode. And we're uh, one episode closer to episode 50. Got a little something special for you guys. Uh, have have some, uh, a collective conversation. Have some guests. Ooh. So we, With an S? I think so. Ooh. So. That, that's a first. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Thank you guys for, for joining us back at the round table. We, we are so grateful. Yep. Thank Gentle- you. Gentlemen, how was your guys' day? Big germ. I mean, it was it was long. Just uh, watching movies and hanging out in the house, cleaning a little bit. Did a uh, a bunch of war- yard work yesterday, which was nice to finally get done. Even though it was my first day with Corona, to go outside and mow the grass, weed whack, pull a bunch of weeds. It was uh, it was nice to be out in the sun for some a little of that bit. D. Yeah, some of that D. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the Rona bit, huh? The Rona has been. It got Brittany first last Sunday. She had a kidney infection and Corona at the same time. Oh wow! Yeah, and then it took uh took eight days to finally get me. Were those two but things uh, with her like correlated? The kidney infection and oh yeah, I feel like it had to be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the first, when she went to go find out what was going on, because she was in pain and wasn't feeling well, they didn't even do a uh, test for COVID. They just, <laughs> based on the symptoms, they took a sample of her urine because they automatically assumed it was 
a kidney infection and when it came back positive he said yeah you got one hell of a kidney infection so oh, wow hmm. and then three or four days later after taking antibiotics and resting she still didn't feel good so she uh she went and got the the rona test and it came back positive the next morning which kind of sucked because it immediately put me out of work just because we share a house yeah yeah and then uh eight days later i i don't get cold man like i i you guys know i like to tell you all the time i like to keep my house at like 65 degrees and i still sleep in shorts and a t-shirt i woke up monday morning sunday night whatever like 2 30 in the morning just shivering teeth chattering freezing ass cold and i knew yeah, i knew i had yeah. yeah so the next morning i i took one of the at-home tests and it was a, it was a positive hmm. yep so what so what have been your symptoms if you uh, today I've kind of lost some taste and smell. It's been like coming through in waves. It's a, like I could taste the orange juice, but I tried to have a bowl of chicken noodle soup and I couldn't taste it at all. It's so weird to try to wow. eat stuff that you know should have flavor and it doesn't. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. But like I'm drinking a peach mango tea right now and I can taste it. Oh, so it, it just, if it's like a real potent flavor, then I seem to be able to taste it still. But if it's, you know, canned soup, that's mostly just salt then you're not going to taste it so. yeah hmm. might be worse tomorrow but he can't taste anything at all still it's been right. like four days for her now what what so a perfect, less. what a perfect time to like go on a a super healthy eating binge if you can't taste know, any right? food you know <laughs> right like, Fuck, whatever i can't taste anything anyway hey, that's know? a great way I to know. look at it part of sweets is, gonna, well just start nice. eating a bunch of leaves of kale just raw kale <laughs> right <laughs> many yeah, cares yeah and, and it would probably but, uh, help you fight it too mm-hmm. I, I knew it was coming knew it was coming so last night i uh i told Brittany we just bought steaks like three days ago i was like i'm making fucking steak dinner before my taste goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then sure shit this morning i woke up and took some cough medicine and uh i couldn't taste it i was like oh, i'm glad that we made steak last night <sighs> nice i Cough medicine. I like the taste of cough medicine. Do you? I, I hate it, I man. Why. I haven't. Shoot, I haven't had cough medicine since I was a little kid. Yeah. It's the only medicine I'm taking, though. I mean, I took some Tylenol the first day just for a headache that Monday morning when I woke up. But other than that, it's just zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, a lot of water, and uh, some tea, some Gatorade, Powerade, some lemon, and Himalayan sea salt water. There you go. Whatever I could do to just make sure I'm staying hydrated and, and healthy. Yeah, that sea salt will help, definitely. That sounds like a um, a great combination of things to take. Um, so you, I don't know, um, aren't taking anything else like any of the like medication? Uh, no, see? Okay, great. That's uh, awesome. I feel, like I said, I feel great, man. I felt great yesterday feel great today it's literally just the fatigue man it's it's, it's hard tired. to yeah it's hard to get up and, and fight it and stay productive and i mean it really takes a toll on you yeah. i can see why it puts some people on their ass man and if you're not and i mean with as much as i've been slacking at the gym and everything else lately and, and not really taking care of myself like i said i'm surprised it wasn't worse but i can see how it would put some of these obese people on their ass and Brittany not having any coughing but me having been a smoker for most of my life, it like I knew there would be some respiratory 
side effects, but um, luckily, as soon as she got it, I started cutting back on the vaping altogether. And then like two days before I popped positive, I don't think I'd really hit it at all, maybe a couple of times, but good opportunity to quit that. Uh, Good way to look at it. And the only other form of nicotine I've had is some lozenges, and that's just so I'm not trying to go through fucking nicotine withdrawal at the same time I'm dealing with it. (laughs) Yeah, that would um, that would not be good. No, so uh, yeah, man, that's uh, lozenges and no dip, no vaping. Just keep the lozenges for a couple more days, and hopefully, I come out of this uh, a hell of a lot better off than I was anyway. Forces you to quit a couple of things. Yeah. Interesting, man. Great perspective. That's way, way to make a good shift. Might be a different perspective if it had put me on my ass. It's put some people down, but but yeah, I mean, for me, it's definitely put stuff in perspective and it made it easy to to make my shift. Just like Chad was talking about his shift and me knowing that I kind of hit this plateau of just being on autopilot and the mundane and getting caught up in the day to day bullshit and trying to figure out a way to snap myself out of it. There you. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> you brought up, you brought up the tobacco thing. It's that's still something. I don't know if I've I talked about me trying to quit on this podcast, man. But it's I still struggle with it, man. Yeah, he brought it up last week. Yeah, or two it, weeks ago, it was one of my big intentions for for the trip out out west, man. But it just um, it didn't happen. You know, it just didn't happen. Yeah. So. I, I bought cigars like oh I'll smoke smoke one cigar every night. I ended up smoking more in Colorado than I did at home. You mm-hmm. know? Um, <laughs> just because you have more downtime, you know. You're yeah, we had a whole of lot of downtime. <laughs> sitting was... out the middle of nowhere, like oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I guess I'll smoke a cigar. Yep, there was a lot of downtime. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's. I wanted to be transparent about my struggle with with tobacco, man, because it's. I'm a very strong individual and it's one of the, been one of the few things in my life that I'm yet to conquer, you know? Yeah. Brittany, Brittany doesn't understand it. She, she gives me a lot of shit for, for not being able to quit, but it's, yeah. it's got its fucking fangs in me deep, man. It's hard to, to cut. And I, I did so well with it when the pandemic first started, I made it three months with zero nicotine, zero tobacco, zero anything. And then I caved and bought some more lozenges just because I needed something I felt like. And then eventually it just uh, pulled me right back in. And part of it is work, and it's a it's a stress relief for me. So when you're in a high volume, fast paced, stressful environment five days a week, like it's part of the only way you can kind of decompress in a ten minute window. Yeah, dude. And it's it, for me the the ironic thing is when I think of it, it's like it's a like a breath of fresh air, but it's quite the fucking opposite. <laughs> yeah, but, but like it's. So- you know, but that's how it makes my body feel your, when I wound up. That's like, how it makes your mind feel. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. Because it's actually a stimulant and fries your fucking nerves. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some studies on it that say that it does help with anxiety. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. It, it, that's why people do it. Yeah. <laughs> if it didn't work, yeah, people so wouldn't I mean, do it. It's yeah. fucking gross. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. Some of the some of the benefits there are like curbing your appetite and giving you more attention span and curb and anxiety like there's there's some weird benefits to it too but man it's not good for yeah you know that's that has always been my escape route with tobacco especially because i don't consider myself a heavy smoker I, i'm a very light smoker i don't usually smoke throughout the day 
until, you know, I'll have one or two cigarettes at night with Brittany on mm-hmm. our back porch. We have an absolutely beautiful back scenery at our house, and you guys have enjoyed the sunsets there, man. And I, I equate smoking with joy. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't get overwhelmed with stress a lot, you know, because I'm constantly reflecting and, and processing as I go throughout my day. And it's just sitting there having conversation with the people I love. That's when I smoke. Mm-hmm. So it's like a joyful thing. Yeah. yeah. And see, even for me, like it was always, like I said, taking mm-hmm. a break. So I, I, uh, just kind of relate it to rest, man, as weird as that is, but it's my time to, <laughs> that's when I get to take my break and reflect on the day or just decompress from getting our ass kicked in the kitchen or whatever. And I mean, it, it was a lot more than one or two a day, yeah. but when you're in a kitchen for 10 hours, I mean, you need more than, than one or two, but I was never more than about a half a pack a day person. Yeah. Unless I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> then I could kill a whole pack in one started, night. But... Damn it. <laughs> Drinking is a true gateway drug. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Eric, you are a successful quitter. Yeah. Successful quitter of what? Three years now? Uh, Yeah, it was 20... No, it was October 2017. Yeah. Yep. So going on four. Almost four years. Yep. And yeah. We used to smoke cigs together all the time. Dude, all the time. game night. I smoked for years. Yeah. For years, man. Probably about 20, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember and, you smoking. And not a light smoker. Oh, really? You got heavy into smoking? I would smoke like probably a pack every day and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. When you were young, going partying and drinking and shit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But black and milds more. Dude, I smoked Black and Milds on the trip to Colorado. Yeah. Some wine, wood tip ones. They were so good. You know what's crazy is I thought of those times when I smoked Black and Milds. When yeah. you bought those. Yeah. And this, I had smelled it. Yeah. It took me right back. Nostalgic. Yeah, it almost. goes right back, man. For There's sure. nothing like a smell. And what that told me was, wow, those hooks were deep. Yeah. Because smell and taste and touch and all that is all related to memory. Oh, absolutely. And, dude, the hooks are super deep but yeah mm-hmm. i because i looked at it the same way that you guys did and still do mm-hmm. for people that do smoke and i'm not against it right right yeah. but when people put it on the table that they're addicted to it it's that's real yeah because i was too right so we all have our own things mm-hmm. you know we all have our own de-stressors Vices. yeah it's exactly um so I looked at it that way too. It was my time to rest, like my my break, even though I was probably doing more because um, as a smoker and in this age, you have a phone as well. So if you're like at work, going outside, being on your phone, smoking a cig, that's what I see a lot of times when I go outside right, if there's right. a business around. I see people outside on their phone smoking cigs. Just happens. So... Um, it wasn't really a break. I was stimulating my mind more than ever, right. actually. See, I don't, I don't look at my electronics when I'm on my porch, man. Well, not everybody does. Right, right, right. Not everybody does. But um, I think there's a stimulation involved with it, though. You're like, absolutely right. You know, so it, it absolutely had those hooks for me. And even more so, the social aspect of it, the habitual aspect, actually. Um, first thing in the morning, get in the car. 
uh, you know, after food. Those are everyday activities that you do multiple times a day. Right. Like I had to unhook all of that. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I've never been in that deep. Yeah, I had. A, for you. That's the that's the hardest part for me, man. Is the car. It's just especially when like I drive ten hours to go see Caroline or something, man. Yeah. Being in the car for that long and not having a cigarette—that one's still really tough. I used um, a lot of crutches to get those fangs out. Uh, one of them was uh, I ate suckers for a long time. Everywhere I went, I had suckers. Yeah. Because um, I learned about the oral, oral fixa fixation. Yeah, the oral yeah. fixation part of it. It's they say a, straws work too. Yeah, straws. Yep, I had those too. Um, so I start, but I started with suckers because I knew I needed something strong. Like right. I was like, well, I got to have a strong crutch. I have two broken feet right, metaphorically. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I need Sugar's a wheelchair a good, right now. Uh, leap over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need a wheelchair. Help right. me out. So I did that. And, uh, and then eventually I was like, well, I can let this go now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I went to next, but I know it was something, maybe it was gum. Yeah. And, uh, 16th of a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the 16th of a piece. Yeah. And, and then I just, um, and then I posted something today about moving the needle towards the productive. I was like, if, you know, if it doesn't, and I heard it, heard it from Jorge Masvidal. Um, he said, you know, if it's not productive, uh, to me, then I'm basically, I'm just not messing with it. Yeah. And that's the way I looked at like is cigarettes and tobacco yeah i was like dude this is just not moving my I'm gonna needle rest and sleep yeah and i'm i'm a rest on that yeah and sleep so i can my number one instinct was if i quit smoking i will be able to be around for my children yeah and like throw the football or whatever to be to be present with right. them and not you have to worry about my health lie. yeah yeah not have to worry about my health not have to have them worry about my health yeah. as a kid you know yeah a lot of weight yeah. So that was my number one factor. And it still is. And just living a more healthy life. And also I saved a few bucks and then the things just kept adding up. And then I remember specifically going back to smell again. I smelled when I really stopped. I smelled somebody that had just come in from smoking. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And I... I'm not saying that I do not think about smoking anymore because I absolutely do. I just told you guys I did when you bought when you bought the um, help me out here black and milds. I I thought about it. I was like, dude, I could smoke one of those. Oh yeah, you did say you would smoke this ago. Yeah, but you didn't. Yeah, because I I know, dude. I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Get one of their hooks back in. I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. It it just for me is that. They were delicious. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> See. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, it just, I knew it was going to be a lose-lose for me. Yeah. I was like, I can't. Good for you, man. That's, that's strength. Yeah. I appreciate that about you. And it just, it just keep, it just, and those type of moves just keep making me stronger. All right. Yeah. Yep. For so, sure. thank you, man. Yeah, successful quitter in that, in that realm. Fucking A. Yeah. That's an A. And that's also, to deepen the hooks on that. That's a, a generational thing too. Yeah, man. My mom smokes. Yeah, everybody in my family smokes cigarettes. Yeah, so yeah, my too. <clears throat> Brittany's families too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, my mom's side, my dad's side. Yeah, yeah. Grandparents. Grand. Yep. My my grandmother actually died of lung cancer, man. You know, Ado man, adopted grandmother, no no genetic. 
my um still my sister and my dad actually never smoked but my sister never smoked really I, yeah and i never and i always looked up to them I because thought, of that i thought your dad smoked no no i wouldn't touch him nope good for him nope maybe i just assume like drinking people that drink usually sure. smoke too yeah because my dad drank and smoked I, yeah i did yeah yeah I would say there's a probably good majority of people that do. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah. How was your day? Did you have a good day today? Murder. Yeah. 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 In, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can hear that in the voice, but like, it's murder. Man, just um, just killed it today. Like, I got back. Well, we got back from vacation uh, real late. Uh, Sunday night, one o'clock, in the one morning. o'clock in the morning, and I was so excited to show Caleb pictures. I was like, "We gotta stay up and like look at this." Oh, you stayed up? Oh yeah, dude, we stayed up to like two, two thirty. Nice, yeah, bro, and looked at pictures and told stories and all. That's kinds why of stuff. you slept till seven thirty. Yeah, and the so slacker. Hey, <laughs> check this out though, and Caleb vouch for this. So I woke up at seven thirty, and I literally most days would have been like, "Fuck." Yeah. You know, because that gives me an hour <laughs> to get ready, which in the morning I need more than an hour. Yeah. And. Yeah, you have quite a process. You go through. I do have how, quite a process. How long before work? Do you, like when you get up, how long do you have to go to work? At least uh, four, at least four hours. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. Go on. Continue. Um, Forgot what I was saying. Kayla can vouch for. Oh, something. yeah. Yeah. So th- when I turned over, I nudged her and I was like. Man, I was like, I slept in, and usually she knows I would be, I would be like, fuck. But that, but that day I was like, I got this. Like, <laughs> after the past week we had, I, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was like, after this week I can do anything. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and I got up, bro, and I did my whole routine. <clears throat> oh yeah, I made it out the door and I made it to work on time. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's what's up, man. So, um, I mean, I cut things short, you know, for sure. But, you have to, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did my whole routine. Felt comfortable and shaved halfway, which I got a beard right now. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so, oh, you know, so I we got so I went to work, man, and I had my 90 day review today, uh, uh, Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> the day we get back, I had my 90 day review, but uh, that went well. Um it was um, one of the marketing, uh, one of the marketing people was there and they, they came in and, and did the thing with me and they sat down and asked me questions and that went good. Um, but I was like, what can I do to improve? And basically like, you're like, you're killing it. Like right. the only thing you can uh, do can you stop is these, <laughs> the only thing you can do is like they grade your calls every time people call in. Yeah. Some of them are very challenging right? because they'll be like, Hey, do you have any apartments available? And I'll be like, yeah, my name's Eric. Cause I have to do that. Yeah. Like, what's your name? Be- that's part of the points, right? The- and Check most marks. of them won't. They'll be like, uh, I just want to know the price, you know, so I don't get those points, or right. it becomes real awkward and the conversation just goes. Yeah. So, so it's not a flowing conversation. So yeah. I get knocked points sometimes because of that. And even though that's the caller's intent to have a non-flowing conversation, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and we have to like repeat where they called from like hey i saw you got our number from apartments.com like thank you for calling like it's just stuff like that that i forget to do yeah. i i, I want to be genuine like i want to make it seem like a screw. A robot yeah so yeah. they're like if you can improve on like those little things dude great but like 
you're awesome. So let's talk about like what's next. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I've been hearing that they want somebody <laughs> to uh, lease for the new place going up. And they're like, yeah, we, we heard that too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, and they're like, what are your thoughts on that? I was like, eh, yeah, I'd be interested. I could talk more about it. And I was like, it could be a career for me. And she was like, okay. So we're left with that. Boom. I'm not sure if that would be the person that would talk to, but I know that's word. a little, yeah, exactly. I know the word will be passed. Feeding a little birdie. A little birder in my pocket. Putting it into the world, man. So, yeah, man, came back, did that. That went well. Today just felt really good. Got up and ran, did a 5K this morning, signed up for a marathon. I mean, a half marathon. Um, and then at work, just jumped right into the flow. Somebody canceled their apartment. I rented it right, like, I don't know, an hour later. I don't know. Just <laughs> fucking rolling with life, baby. <laughs> yeah, I just see living, you over man. there shrugging your shoulders like, I don't know what to say. Just living. <laughs> just living. After this week, man, just living. What makes you say that? It was hard. <laughs> Last week was hard. I, yeah. It's hard, man. A lot of lessons, a lot of expectations, a lot of, um, lot of challenges, all, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of uncomfortable situations that I've never put myself in before. One being facing a herd of cows that were the size <laughs> of a car on a 5,000 foot cliff in on the middle of nowhere <laughs> with no service. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can just laugh at it. It's like, what the fuck? Neither of us knew what to do. All right. Yeah, so we're driving out of this um, camp spot that we had, and we're going back to some hot springs. And we get to the, <laughs> we turn the corner on this little dirt road that hugs the cliff wall, and there's like fifteen fucking big ass cows and a couple babies. We're like, holy shit! What and the fuck? One of them. Yeah, yeah. The bull was out front, like oh. protecting the herd, like just mean mugging the fuck out of us. And all of them are sitting there like. What's the move? What are we doing? We're thinking, what's the move? (laughs) (laughs) Do we just drive towards them? What? Then Dixon slowly started creeping to him, and the one started like bucking up. I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. Stop. He stopped right (laughs) away. Okay, just kidding. So it was like a 10 minute standoff the first time, and finally they just like slowly walked by the Jeep. (laughs) But man, I'm looking out the passenger side window, looking straight fucking down at the tops of like, 500 foot trees you know oh man (laughs) like holy shit man it was uh yeah that was that was crazy i've never felt more vulnerable except for the first night when we were there yeah first night when we were there was a very vulnerable night we uh i i think whatever happened we were all affected by the silence of uh, the environment that we were being in. in the middle of fucking nowhere being in the <clears throat> middle of nowhere you guys there was no sound <laughs> none there's no cars there's no houses there's no light none yeah the, and we couldn't have a fire because of they had yeah. fire um, hazards yep. fire warnings yep yep yeah. so the skies look like it was overcast man yep. Oh, which, man. which see, that was another one of the, you know, just, just things that we, we just thought were going to go right. You know, we, th- we thought we were going to get 
you know, clear skies because we really wanted to see the stars and the moon and that like was, really stargaze man. and which we were blessed with a couple great nights. I'm not no. saying that we weren't, but it was we dodged some storms. We had to we had to stay. We didn't have to, but we got to stay in an Airbnb one night because of the storms and just the weather and shit. <laughs> man. Okay, Jeremy, so this <laughs> Moab gets like 15 inches of rain a year. Yeah. And there we got seven of them, bro, in the two days we were there. For real, Seriously. man. That's why we stayed in Airbnb. The first night we stayed in Canyonlands, it was overcast. We saw the moon for like 15 minutes, but we were out in the middle of fucking nowhere and it was awesome. Second day, it's like midday starts fucking pouring yep. and doesn't fucking stop. So, yep. uh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, and it rained the whole next day too, and we just kind of drove yeah. and saw all the scenes. Got out a couple places, yeah. went to Dead Horse. Yeah, I wish it wasn't raining then because that place was fucking incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. It's um, a state park. I think we hit like, <clears throat> dude, I want to say almost two handfuls of either national parks or state parks. Yeah, so do you know how many the, we hit? The first night we stayed uh, Canyonlands in the Gunnison National Forest. That was, yeah, that was the the first night was a really for me a, a very very powerful, very uncomfortable, very um, one of the darkest medicine experiences I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, it was really painful. I actually didn't sleep. At all the first night. Yeah. Like literally watch the sun come up in the Jeep while Austin and, and Eric slept and I fucking just <laughs> yeah. sat with sat with my shadows, man, and sat with, sat with some of the reality I've been creating with the information that I've been taking in with all the narrative and shit, man. It was fucking dark. It was it was really dark and really painful, man. Do you wanna share what you were thinking? <clears throat> yeah. Um a, a lot of shit, man. Yeah. A lot of shit. I just, I was having trouble breathing yeah. because of the altitude and that was adding to the anxiety of it. But so, so to like start the, the medicine experience, we, we sat around and we decided to have a, a little fire just for the medicine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because just to have some light. Yeah. And so and we weren't allowed and, and we, you know, it, it says clearly no campfire. So we're already like, Fuck. But it also said that in other places, and people were having fires. Right. Yeah. But. But it was still the that. fact. And if that car, there was a car that pulled up. Yep. Like twenty-five to thirty minutes after consuming the medicine. Yep. So it's like right when it starts to kick in, the car pulls up out of nowhere, and we're having a fire, and we're not supposed to. So it's like, only car. Yeah, only car we saw. Yeah. <laughs> and. um they were just turning around, but it still like sent that bit of anxiety and oh shit, what's like I what's hope we're not in trouble. Dude. Like yeah. um We're out here like way out here. Right. Like, I don't, yeah. We're not at home. Right. Yeah, it was like we were like two and a half hours away from anything, man. Yeah. And um so that started it and then We put it out. We put it out. We put it out. And at this point we went and laid in the tent because we were like 45 minutes into it and we were just kind of sitting around the fire like, oh, now what? Now what? Kind yeah. of <clears throat> sitting around the lack of fire, I guess I should say. But it was like, it was like awkwardly silent. You it was. Know? It, it, and um, we decided to lay in the tent. And as I laid in the tent, man, my thoughts just fucking ate me alive. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mine started racing. Yeah. Um, just having the anxiety of the situation and then all the programming, like Cole was getting ready just to have his next or his first day in kindergarten the next yeah. day. And, um, you know, I'm half a country away and he has to wear a mask. They, they voted on it Monday before school. And as I've talked about on this podcast many times is I, I have a really, um, heavy concrete belief in, in the psychological programming that I, I feel is going on in the mainstream narrative, you know, yeah. and, and I'm very passionate about it and I've been eating that shit up and, and reading into stuff and reading articles from all sides, you know, trying to get all perspectives and all of that shit just started fucking racing to my head. Like, yeah. dude, they're, they're suffocating people, people's mental health, people like they're literally suffocating people. They're going after people's livelihoods. Like in a medicine experience, when you start to go down that dark rabbit hole, Sonic the Hedgehog, whoo, man, get ready. It was so heavy and, and it got so dark that I was telling my kids that I loved them because I didn't think I was going to make it through the night Yeah, because I was feeling the altitude sickness and we were so far from everything and everybody and you guys were sleeping, so I was by my, like, not by myself. I know I, I woke you guys up a couple times, actually, like, hey, guys, I need you to talk to me right now. Yeah. I need you to validate um, the reality and, and tell me I'm yeah. just having a, a rough night because. Yeah, we, yeah, you just asked <clears throat> us to check you just to just make sure everything was all right. Right. Like, you, you asked us for help. Yeah. I, said, I was like, Eric, oh. how do you feel about life right now? Like, tell me, tell me something good, man. Yeah. I was in such a fucking dark place. Do you remember what I said? You said you feel great. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? Fucking great. It yeah. made me feel great. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, I'm glad they're not freaking out like I am because right. I needed some fucking sanity in my life. And and then fuck and then fucking Austin came through with the with the save. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, that like that conversation settled me down. I laid back down. Those two fell back to sleep, and I just laid there and festered in it more. You know, and, and festered in the narrative yeah. essentially like the fear of what they're trying to do. And, and I realize like I have a lot of fear behind it in the opposite way. You know, mm -hmm. I don't, I fear what they're trying to do. I don't fear the virus. Yep. So, but it's still fear. And it came out that night. Like you're not any stronger than the other side. It's still fear, you know? Wow. And, and it's like, dude, holy shit. What are you, you've been consuming the fucking rotten apple for too long. Mm -hmm. And wow, so, dude. Yeah. It, That's a big, yeah, That's a big realization. For sure, dude. It's and I'm still unpacking that night, sure. man, because it was so fucking dark and it was it was so painful, man. It was so painful. And I laid and festered in it and I sat back up and I'm like, guys, I need you guys. Like, yeah. I need you guys to talk to me. And yep. and I went outside of the tent and I sat there and I man, I was trying everything. I was mm -hmm. like I started listening to Pandora music and every song that would come on was like feeding symbolically into my thought pattern, like money from uh pink floyd and brick in the wall like we don't need no education and then like thinking about corporate greed and all money, this corporate and, like, like dude it was like feeding it was feeding my fucking psychotic delusions that i was having you know it was like holy shit dude what the fuck so i had to turn the music off because i could hear subliminal messages and everything mm -hmm. it's like holy shit what the fuck is going on mm -hmm. and austin came out man and he was like, man, remember what you told me when I was having a dark medicine ex uh, experience on the golf course? 
And um, do you remember what you said to me? And I was like, yeah, I do. And it was like, he was like, nobody can take that light from your heart, man. And um, uh. yeah, it took me back and, and reminded me of the divine message that I gave him, you know, and that the divine gave us, you know, through the, these experiences, like no matter what's going on in this physical reality, nobody can take your divine light from your heart, man. Mm -hmm. And he just hugged me after he said that. And I just started fucking bawling, man. It's like it. I just kept saying it's so heavy. It's yeah. so heavy, you know, and oh, it's choking me up now, you know, just trying to carry the weight of the world, man. And um, earlier in the day when we were driving, Eric played a podcast with um, Jason Wilson, Jason Wilson, man. and Rogan podcast. And he works with men about being emotionally intelligent and being, processing. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so like all that started flooding to me, like Jason's words throughout the day, like, you know, crying releases stress tears and the weight of the world is heavy on men. You know, when you, when you're shouldering stuff for your family and you, you try to take everybody's worry and everybody's pain, like God, give everything in my family to me, you know, let me shoulder that because I'm a fucking warrior, but who, man, warriors cry too, man. And it felt so fucking good to get that out. Yeah. Whew. So, it felt so good, man. It felt so good. And, and you know, that's, that's the beauty of the medicine and that's the beauty of, of, of pushing yourself to go through your darkness, you know, and, and, sit with it and reflect on why it's a, a darkness in your life. Are mm. you creating that darkness? Is there darkness, you know, that's around you because of what you're doing and your actions and your thought patterns and shit, mm -hmm. you know? So it was really great. And another thing that you said to me, um, that really brought me, it really grounded me in, into my own truth. I kept saying, you know, when I was explaining how, why I was having a hard time, I was like, man, like, they're just trying to kill the collective. And you do you remember what you asked me? Mm -hmm. What did you ask me? What do you mean by the collective? Yeah, you said, what do you mean by the collective? You keep saying collective. like, And it just, that instantly grounded me. Like, these two guys are fine. <laughs> There's no collective, motherfucker. It's you. You know, in that moment, it was me freaking out and being fearful and, and drowning in my own anxieties, you know? <laughs> so that, that really grounded me. And, and I do have a belief of the collective just by collecting information from people and how they talk about For it. Sure. You know, so I do have a belief of collective patterns that, that I see, but in that moment, it just grounded me like, Hey, you are that fucking collective right now. Mm -hmm. So stop using that as a, as a scapegoat. It's you, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, super, super fucking powerful, powerful night. Really, really powerful. And then we had, once you guys woke up, we had a good, conversation we had a great conversation the day after it continued the conversation that we were having the night before like hey it what did. do you guys think about these masks it, like, it picked up right where we left off dude yeah i just um i don't think it's right for my four-year-old son to have to be wearing a mask and dude he's got like green snot on the insides of his mask when he gets home from school man and it breaks my heart because cole never has fucking runny snotty nose yeah you know yeah of course he's just starting school so he's exposed to more germs yeah you know there's multiple fact factors that play into it but still yeah <sighs> but that kicked off the trip <laughs> yeah yeah the hell of a first night yeah man Whew. We, we didn't have any we didn't have any more medicine experiences the rest of the trip yep um 
for multiple reasons, not because of that, but a um, lot of traveling, a lot of being right. in the car. Yeah. Um, ran uh, into some altitude sickness within the group. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just hit some hurdles. Head, some heavy energies. <laughs> hit some hurdles, man. We but we did it, man. Like we yeah. we did it, dude. Like yeah. it was it was the most um just freeing experience I've I've ever had. Just being completely out there. Completely vulnerable. <laughs> um I think that's why it made that day when I woke up late so easy. Yeah. <laughs> that first night we can handle anything. And we did. And it was awesome. We had uh some great experiences, like you were saying, the the hot springs. Yeah. Found the hot springs. Yeah. Uh that was in Colorado. Hiked three miles into this place. I'm telling you, if you go to my Facebook or yours and look at the pictures there's a video of it and it looks like we're going into narnia Dude, yeah when you said that i was like that is the most perfect way to describe this place we hiked and it was the most worth it hike i've ever done um it was unbelievable we hiked for three miles and then all of a sudden there was this bubble of hot springs natural hot springs that were right in the right on the side of the river yeah in this major spa man. in millions of uh what were those are they alpine trees i think that's uh, some kind of evergreen yeah some some kind of evergreen tree just tree. beautiful hundreds of feet tall trees yeah. forest trees yeah right in the <laughs> middle of man, we were you know 30 40 minutes back in the mountains yeah san juan Be- national forest beautiful i mean i narnia yeah. Narnia, yeah, it's what they make movies out of, for real. Yeah, and then we got on the hot springs. One was hotter than hotter than fuck, and it was was yeah. (laughs) One was hotter than a hot tub. One was like uh, a little like a hot like a warm bathtub. One was like a hot tub. Uh, One was cooler, and then you had the the river that was you know its natural temperature, so you could do some hot and cold. Yeah, and. Man, I I know that both Chad and I were. I mean, I know my face hurt after that because I was smiling <laughs> so big. Yeah, I mean, we almost know. turned around too because it it was so fun. It was so like you know you go hiking around the areas we live and you know a two or three mile trail you still feel comfortable with the direction of of where you would have to go if you did yeah. get lost. But dude, when you're out in the middle of the forest, it's like holy fuck. Yeah, <laughs> the, and yeah, that and the guy that um, we saw on the way down, he was like, "Take a left at the fireplace." Well, there was two fireplaces, and the first one he just assumed we'd probably go by because you know whatever. I don't know because the trail because the, the trail right. went to the right of it, and we were like, "All right," so we walked that way for a little bit. So that was like the first like little hurdle, and we we're like, "No, that's not the way." And they were like, naturally, were like, well, is that guy, were we just not going far enough? So that was going through my mind the whole time we were going the right way. Right. So, yeah, it was like, <laughs> you know, all these unknowns that yeah. we just kept running into. But just You're like, what do you think? I was like, dude, we can't turn around. Now. No, we've walked. That's exactly what you said. We can't turn around now because yeah. we're going to fucking miss it by 100 feet and never see them. Yep. So we got to just keep walking until yeah, we fucking exactly find them. Exactly what you said, man. And we did, and we found them, and it was crazy. It was, um, it was perfect 
because there was a lady that walked like past us as we were taking pictures on the path on the side of the mountain and she had a dog with her so as we were walking down the trail that we weren't sure was right you could see foot like dog prints i remember you saying that yeah i was like yeah we're going the right way that dog came this way yeah yep and um and then we ended up i was like when we passed her i was like we'll see you there yeah. And she went one way and we went the other and <laughs> we were like, well, I guess we're not going to see her. <laughs> and then we ended up seeing her. Her name was, uh, we chilled with her and yeah. her name was uh, Zena. The warrior princess. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> and her dog, her dog was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was a good looking dog. Aru? Aru, yeah. Snowstorm. Uh, snowstorm. In Chinese. It, and... <laughs> She was a forest-dwelling woman. She for was sure. very hairy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and it, it just, it was it was just so crazy. Like, it, I don't know. It was, man. <laughs> and, I, want know, us, I want us all to take a trip out to, to Utah and, like, the Great Salt Flats. And fuck, let's go. Go let's out go, to, like, baby. Skinwalker Ranch and shit. Let's now, go, man. Now we got a little <laughs> bit of experience on the back, so. Isn't that where Skinwalker Ranch is in Utah? I don't mm-hmm. even know what that is. Skinwalker but, Ranch is like one of the largest UFO hotspots in the world. Oh, shit. Man. So, yeah, let's go. So, <clears throat> yeah, man. It was um, it was awesome. We 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 hit everything in between. Um, <laughs> Before you go too far, I wanted to say, Eric and I had talked about on the way to the hot springs, like, hey, man, do you think you would ever do this by yourself? Yeah. And we were both like, eh, I don't know. Yep. Maybe, probably. I don't know. And then we <laughs> see this fucking girl out in the middle of the forest by herself. She's like, man, I feel like a bitch from my uncertainty earlier. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he literally does it just full time. Yeah. She, travel- she just travels all over and, yep. and stays in camps. Lives off the land. Yeah. Dude, that's. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, we're here for seven days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little stressed out. Today's day four. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited when you found this place. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it it that land out there is incredible. What I one thing I used to or I kept saying was this land, the vastness of this land out here makes me like confirms that dinosaurs were real for me for sure. Because when I think about dinosaurs, I just can't picture them in Ohio. No. You know, like we have little hills and some cornfields and shit. I just can't picture a T Rex coming through a couple houses but out there it's like fucking a whole different level of existing yeah <laughs> it's insane you you could see you could imagine how dinosaurs would run across this land in packs and right. it not even phase you from it, wherever you were yeah. seeing them from yeah dude it's the canyon that's how it is how it is in Arizona and Nevada and yeah, a lot of New the Mexico, like especially. The yeah, we stayed near um, New Mexico. Where did we stay that second night? Uh, was it Durango? Yeah, we stayed just south of Durango. <clears throat> Man, it was uh, yeah. it was an experience for yes, sure. Yes, it was. You know, a lot of uh, you know, I've always said, <clears throat> and I've even posted it a couple times. Like, I didn't. I didn't hurt your feelings. Your expectations did, you know, or, you know, I forget how the saying goes, but, um, I, that, that was like a big reminder for me is like how much expectation I had going into it. And it's like, 
my expectations let me down. Nobody else let me down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's another big realization. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's something I've known and that's, but that's doesn't make shit is any easier to process. No. Like, um, there was a couple days that Austin had really bad, uh, sinus and and pressure headaches because of the altitude and shit. Mm -hmm. It was was like a, it was a brought a heavy energy, you know, and really showed me, um, where I lacked empathy. And, you know, part of me going out there was to find my empathy. And I think that was part of, um, not find it, but continue to bring it and usher empathy into my life. You know, that was one of my intents along with smoking, like Lord, bring me some empathy, like show me how to be empathetic Mm -hmm. because I struggle with that, you know, especially with my wife. Like she tells me all these fucking horrible stories and shit at the hospital, which, you know, I deflect them because I don't want to absorb that energy and I'm not being empathetic to her at all, you know? Yeah. And, um, so it's something I'm actively trying to call into my life. And I think that was part of my medicine experience of for how, sure. how dark it got. It's like, holy shit. You know, now you can have some understanding of other people that have been to those depths of their psyche and shit. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah but, um, it, I think it prevented us from doing some of the stuff that we really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, Austin didn't go with us on the hike to the hot spring. Yeah. Um, and then we found this like picturesque place in the forest forest by the river. Yeah. And man, it was so beautiful. This place was unfucking believable straight out of a movie, like forest lining the river with just a little opening so we could fucking camp there. And dude, it was incredible. And Austin got up after going to bed early because of his sinuses and sinus pressure. And he was just kind of sitting in the chair and you could tell he didn't feel well. I, I felt really bad for him. Yeah. But as I'm thinking in my mind, like, man, this place is perfect. Like, this is what I envision. Like, I want to stay here for a, a night or two. And the first thing Austin said to me, is like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's like, my head is too. killing me. Yeah. And it was like, oh, fuck. Fuck. You know, and, and no fault of his, man. I don't blame him. Man. I would yeah. want to get the fuck out of there, too, if my pressure was, you know, getting me a, a migraine like it was him. But yeah. My, 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 uh, my needle on that one too was also towards like the, the, the movement of like, dude, it was, it was cold as fuck that night. That was the coldest night by far. Cause we were by the water. Yeah. A lot of moisture in the air down yeah. there. Yeah. But it was like, it was, it was a really sweet spot. It was, it was, yeah, the picturesque spot forest like it, river scene like was, that's what i envisioned for the colorado aspect of the trip it was wild man it was such a good spot such a good one yeah so <clears throat> so yeah yeah empathy and and let down my own expectations like creating maybe too grand of expectations not calculating in the unknown yeah i don't know <clears throat> it was a really quiet trip yeah not just because of the the scenery and the landscape that we were in, but yeah. there wasn't a lot of conversation either. No, there which wasn't. Was very, very odd to me. I even said it to you guys a couple times. Like, yeah. man, it's fucking. This is a quiet trip. Like, I, I'm used to not shutting the fuck up, and even I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was. I um, I can definitely second that. It was. It was a quiet trip. There were a couple 
points where we where we talked a lot, but it, for the most part, it the was the first a, couple of days. It was a it was a quiet trip. I think I think we got um at least for myself, I can speak. I mean, yeah, sure. Just got overwhelmed yeah. at points. Um, at points, I think we all wanted to uh, not be around each other <laughs> for a second. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> Well, I got that every night. (laughs) I got that every night. These motherfuckers went to bed before 10 o'clock every night, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, we did. Yes. I did. Yeah. I didn't mean, I didn't mean nah to that. I meant nah. That and our intention of it. What do you mean? Like, see, next time you have to just bring me with you because I'm the only one who'll stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning with (laughs) you. No, it's not. It's not like we did it on purpose. No, no, no. I know. I'm just kidding. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. And, to touch on that point, and Eric and I talked about this before the podcast. Um, Eric always goes to bed early. I, you know, I, that's part of who Eric is. And I had talked to Austin two weeks prior to going to the tr- on the trip, and I was telling him like, "Hey, man, I'm grateful you're coming. You know, I'm gra- grateful that we have reconnected, and you know, it's going to be sweet because you stay up with me until four o'clock in the morning and yeah. talk with me. You know, yeah. and." It did. Ha- he was the first one in bed every night. So yeah. I was like, damn, dude. So it's like six hours by myself every night in the middle of fucking nowhere with no cell phone service. But it it was good. Yeah. It was good, man. It gave me a lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of time to think about life. So, so I, I, what I asked for, but not the way I had envisioned it happening. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I mean, the universe gave me what I wanted. It mm-hmm. was just a little more, more painful than I wanted it to be. So, but that's how you gain some empathy, right? Yeah, man. Because experiencing whew. a little bit of pain while you're at it, a lot, man. Like I said, I, I was kissing my kids goodbye, and it was fucking dark. It was really dark. Yeah. But man, what was your favorite spot? Like, what was your favorite landscape? Um, the arches, uh, yeah. specifically, um, was it Mesa Arch or Big Mesa or something like that? I think it was Mesa Arch, where we climbed up in the middle of it and got a picture and got a picture. Yeah, yeah, you and Austin were together on each side of it, and it and it dropped. You could look through it. Oh yeah, dude, that one was bad. Mesa Arch, I believe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, if you look up like top ten Moab, um places to go it's it's like number one or two on any list really yeah i really wanted that's the one i was really excited about and we we had a beautiful day to go there yeah 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 dude so so we went to the black canyon of gunnison uh the second day or the second place was we went to canyon lands mm-hmm. south part of canyon lands <gasps> yeah um, and stayed in hamburger rock yeah and camped out it was it was hamburger rock 12 foot tall circular rock that like had all these little nooks and crannies in it Mm -hmm. from weather erosion it was really cool yeah um and then we went to we went to the north part right we went to to arches and then we went to the north part of Candylands. yeah uh we went and saw the arches and that's the night we stayed in the airbnb Airbnb. in moab because it was torrential downpour yeah flash floods because they don't get any rain out there the ground is so hard it doesn't absorb quickly so um then we went to canyon lands and then we went to mesa verde yeah yeah we went to mesa verde which cliff dwellers yeah a bunch of ancient 
like civilizations. Their their dwellings in the side of these canyons, man, are fucking incredible. Yeah, over a hundred rooms in one of them, Cliff 100? Palace. Yeah, Jesus, dude, it's beautiful. It it's it's crazy. It was absolutely incredible, and it talked about how they uh, notched finger and toe holes in the sides of these canyons to climb up to get into their village and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are like two or three thousand foot cliff sides that these people scaled up. Dude, we were talking about that. We we're like natural Alex Honolds. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Alex Honolds. It Honold is Jeremy. Uh, see the one that did the free solo or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. so you, you just it's had like a whole fucking tribe. You had a whole tribe of people doing that. <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah, there was no other way to get there. Yeah, that's that'd crazy. be fucking crazy. Yeah, dude, it was insane. It was insane to see. It was really insane to see. Yeah. Um. From there, we went to the San Juan National Forest. That's where we stayed by the. By the river, right? Um, I think so. I I can't remember all the exact spots, but yeah, I, be, I believe so. We saw the Great Sand Dunes. Yep, we did. We, we saw the those. Great Sand Dunes National Park. Well, that, that was, was insane. That was yeah. like eight hundred foot tall sand dunes in the middle of mountain ranges. Mm-hmm. Like what? Wait, what? Yeah. And then Austin had the the knowledge on it of how it happened. He dropped that on us. I don't remember all of it, but yeah. Well, uh, essentially, that area was covered in uh, water at one point. Oh, and so when the water all dried up and all the sand or all the wind from the mountain ranges blew it all up against the the backside of the other mountain ranges. Wow. Yeah. So it's wild, man. That's it's like all green mountains around us and then a bit huge fucking mountains of sand. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It was it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And then and then from there we drove. Yeah, we drove and we fucking drove and we drove and we drove and we drove and drove and, and, and drove some more. And then we drove all the way back. Yeah. To our flight destination. <laughs> Damn, dude. <sighs> we got some rest, man. We stayed in the hotel. I got and, uh, I got drunk as shit. Yeah. I was not I was not in a good place. Yeah. I was really upset with how the trip ended. Yeah. Really, really upset. So, um when we went to leave the forest where we stayed by the river, I had planned, you know, we, a three hour drive to cut the drive to Denver in half. And we would drive the next three hours the next day. And, um, so we get up and we drive to the great sand dunes. And after we leave there, I put in the GPS, the spot that I had picked out by the river and Alamosa. And it was like an hour back the way we had come to go to the great sand dunes. Lawson's like, you, you really want to drive West? And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is kind of where I planned. I had a camp ground picked out and everything. And, um, he's like, why don't we drive North? And I'm like, okay. You know, I, I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Drive towards the airport. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm driving. So I'm like, you know, you find somewhere else. And he found a place, but it was full. It was Saturday night. We went to another place, Twin Lakes. It was full. Um, went to the one pull-off where there was like two or three river spots. Everything was you crowded. Know, yeah, we didn't take into account that it was Saturday night, you know. Yeah. And um, so getting there late, and we just kept driving, and it started getting stormy. And just... um, there, was a, there was a lot of places, because of the altitude, we couldn't stay. Mm-hmm. So it, it cut the list in half, you know. 
Yep. And we finally, it was like 7 p.m. We had been driving for like eight hours at this point when we were only supposed to drive three to fucking stay. Uh, and it was rainy and dark and it's like, fuck it, let's go to the, let's get a hotel room. Yep. <sighs> so <laughs> we get there and Austin gets in the shower and then I get in the shower and I'm like, guys, I'm going to the bar. I'll see you guys down there if you want to join me. Um, but I'm going to go drink some yep. alcohol, <laughs> yep. um, which is, it was nice. Yeah, it was needed. Dude, the, I got a shot of Jameson and one of their local IPAs. I forget what it was called, but yeah. it was good. Yeah. It was, it was nice. It was what I needed. You know, I didn't, I didn't get blacked out drunk. I got pretty lit up, mm-hmm. you know. Because we didn't have shit to do. We didn't have to have the Jeep back till 3 p.m. the next day. We had perfect timing on everything. Yeah, it did really work out. We got the Jeep all vacuumed and washed. cleaned the S out of it because there was mud everywhere. Mud and cow shit. (laughs) Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, because we we didn't stay at any... I mean, technically, one of them, I think, or two was a campground, but... They weren't really campgrounds. There was no amenities. Yeah, they just had poles saying, yeah. hey, this is this a camp is, spot. This is it. <laughs> if you want to stay here, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yep. That was the sending, sending you guys a picture of what the, I don't know where this is at in relation to Skinwalker Ranch, but it's the same county in Utah. So we can go look at these mountains and go to Skinwalker Ranch. And... Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah, let's stay by that river. Yeah. Dude, right? that's, that's another thing, man. When we were there, it was, had been a drought. So there was no water anywhere. Yeah. Everything was dry, dude. We got, oh. But also because of that, we got to drive in to one of the canyons out in Moab. And uh, we actually that's drove, usually underwater. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's usually a river that runs through. We dude, we got to drive in it. That's crazy, dude. It was, was wild. That, it was, that had to be pretty sweet to see, though. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was pretty nerve wracking at points, though, because we were pretty far back there. Yeah, and it was like, hmm. The Jeep <laughs> but I was like, this it. is perfect. Yeah, I, you and Austin both had this look on your face, like, "No, the fuck, it's not." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "I was like, fuck no." I was like, "Dude, this is perfect," and they were just both silent. I'm like, "Okay, guess yeah. I'm the only one." <laughs> yeah, it is crickets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, it was it was 98 degrees. Yeah, it was hot as fuck. But that doesn't mean anywhere else would have been any any cooler. It, yeah, Hamburger Rock was pretty cool because it was so out in the open. The wind was it, fucking intense. Yeah. It had some shade. It was in the tent, too. It was in the tent. Hey, dude, it was intense, and in, it, we were in the tent. <laughs> uh, the wind was crazy. Um, but, man, did we get a great shot the next day and a fucking killer time lapse. Oh, yeah, I took that's, a time that's lapse. That's where that was. Coming up. Yeah. Right on. Well, it wasn't any better here, 94 to 95, and humid as fuck every day. So yeah. it sucked here, too. That was actually the nicest night to sleep, though, because it only got down to, like, 75. It was, yeah. So I slept in my hammock that night. Yeah. Dude, I slept in the Jeep every single night, except the night we stayed in the Airbnb and hotel. Because I, I, 
would start off in my hammock and I would get so fucking cold because I didn't plan very well. Um, yeah, so I ended up sleeping in the Jeep. The I've been I've been secretly geeking, I'm like the overpacker. Finally, finally won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always the overpacker. How did you win though? I packed warm clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I packed warm clothes, just not enough of them. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Just sweats and a hoodie. It wasn't too. It wasn't unbearable. I mean, I. There was only that one night where it got super cold. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying. That's where I was like, that's because I I had a jacket on and shit. That was probably my most comfortable night of sleep. Really? Yeah. But Matt, I I can sleep anywhere, dude. It doesn't doesn't bother me. The one night I slept Indian style, I scooted the jeep seat all the way forward, and I sat in the passenger seat and leaned against the dashboard (laughs) Indian style all night, just like this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I say all night. It was probably like two and a half, three hours tops of of sleep, but... (laughs) I don't think I could sleep like that. Dude, I slept well. Yeah. A couple nights I slept great. Yeah. It was... uh, there's still so much to unpack like and, and reflect on within that trip, so yeah, it was good, man. It was good, and I've been my day going bringing back full circle and i've had I've had a good couple of days since you know it's I've had a lot on my mind, but I ran Monday, I hit the gym today since Cole was in school. I have like a three hour window now of of me time, but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's back in action. Back in action. Back in um, non-stressful action. You know, before like I would go to the gym for two or three hours, I would feel bad for Brittany because I was leaving the house and her with two kids, and you know, not that she can't handle it, but you, I don't know. It's one of those things that made me feel bad. Like oh, I'm going to go work out for three hours and not worry about shit. <laughs> why <while> you? <laughs> why you cook dinner, take care of the kids, you know, fold right. laundry and. You know, so I had some like guilt behind my my gym time, so I quit going for a while. And feels good now to be back at it. Just getting started, yes, sir. Yeah, because Cole was in daycare before; he only had like a year out of school. So it was like he was going to daycare, and I was working out on my days off for like three and four hours, mm. and not having to worry about doing anything. So it, it's nice to have that back. Good. Tune into my physical body and shit. Yep. Get stronger. Yep. Sharpen the steel, brother. Mm-hmm. Good for you, man. Yeah. Making change. Yep. Ran, yep. ran a few miles Monday. Good for you, dude. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I Me really, too. I know you did. You've been consistent with that. It's something, something I want to get back into, man. I, seeing you do it all the time and knowing how much I used to love it yeah. and, and just got away from it. Well, you motivate me, brother. Motivate me. Thank you, dude. Absolutely. Well, like you said, iron sharpens iron. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Where are we at? So, Jeremy, besides besides COVID, how how was your week, man? Like, check in. I mean, it was was good. Just training at work. Uh, You know, still a lot of fallout concerns whatever with this whole mandate thing 
And then today they decided to not vote on it today. Yes, they're putting a hold on it, which isn't isn't exactly promising. (laughs) They're going to wait till it gets approved is what they're doing. Well, it just got approved. Oh, really? The Pfizer one did. They're still doing, they're doing a full-blown FDA investigation into Moderna because of the side effects now. And Johnson & Johnson still hasn't been approved, but they did approve the Pfizer. So so now it's approved. Now they're probably going to try to wait another couple weeks or a month until, I don't know, maybe hopefully people are okay with it now that it's approved by the FDA. If that makes people feel better, I'm sure it will make some people feel better. But, I mean, the plus side of everything is that the, the day we found out Brittany was positive, her boss called her and said, well, at least now you don't have to get the vaccine and you don't have to lose your job. So it just, it makes me curious as to why they're forcing a vaccine. If you get the virus and live through it, they're, they're saying you don't need the vaccine that you're going to have immunity from it. So if that's good enough for her to keep her job, then that should be good enough for pretty much everybody. Now I should not need a, a vaccine passport if it comes to that, because I should have a positive antibody test. That makes me feel a hell of a lot better if that's the route it goes. But I wanted to make sure I brought this up to you guys because this is fucked up to me. And Chad, I think this is going to kind of piss you off a little not bit. after last week. No, I, I think it will. <laughs> not, not, like, not like in a super angry way, but just... That's what pissed off It's kind of fucked up. But I know, but... <laughs> Go ahead with it. Send can, it, brother. Send it. I think more in like a frustrated way. Um, so when they did find out, though, they wanted to put Brittany in touch with an outpatient program at her hospital for COVID. Yeah. So not only now are they pushing a gene-altering vaccine, you know, doing gene therapy with man-made mRNA, they are they wanted to put man-made antibodies into Brittany to help her shorten her COVID time. So if you have man-made antibodies, why are you forcing the fucking vaccine on people? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, why are you just giving these antibodies to people if you can man-make them? But then why are we, why are we having vaccines at all? If we can man-make antibodies. (laughs) What the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) So like, I just don't understand it. That adds another layer of confusion and frustration to me. And like, pissed me off to be like, you, you want her to not take a man-made vaccine. That's gene therapy. But you, you want her to take this now that she's had COVID and you're still trying to force something man-made into her? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Wow. A diagnosis means no more forcing the vaccine, but it means trying to force her to, to get this man-made antibodies put into her, her blood. Like, no, no, we're not doing that. I'm sorry. It's a scary thing, man. It's fucked up. I just don't understand it. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. If you have antibodies that you're generating for this virus, why aren't we using that as the vaccine instead of mRNA, which is affecting you on a genetic level? I don't know anything about these antibodies. I didn't do any research because it just blew my mind that they were even trying to get her to do that. But if it doesn't affect you as much on a genetic level, why aren't we taking that approach to just giving people the antibodies? Well, because, Jeremy, that's not their intent, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think. Why do, why do they 
I mean, why are we waiting for an FDA that approves toxic food in our country to approve a fucking medicine? Like, why does that give, bring people comfort? You know, most of our food is not most. That's an exaggeration. There is a good portion of food that is FDA approved mm-hmm. in the states that other that first we know world is countries yeah. don't even allow. Right. Don't allow. You know, there's a reason there's heart. <laughs> there's heart issues in this country. Hey, you guys, but, did you guys listen to what is it? The Neo May Park episode with Rogan? Uh, North Korean lady. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That shit is fucking insane. It's fire. It was definitely Talk about an powerful man. It was an eye opening thing for me. Um, that was that was a good one. Um, but you know that one made me realize how how good we actually have it here. No shit. How free we actually are. It scares the shit out of me to think that we're sacrificing all these freedoms because of a pandemic to slowly slip into that fucking abyss of of government control, though, too. And it was one of the points Rogan made. Like, I wanted to wanted to take this quote that he had made in there and bring it to the podcast tonight, but I didn't. But but he said something in there that was uh, was real eye-opening about the freedoms and, and what we're giving up and how people are, are not even realizing what they're doing. But we're never going to get that power back if we don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, maybe. I mean, look at these countries that have been sucked into communism and socialism, but people revolt and shit changes, you know? I mean... It doesn't mean we always have to go that deep. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows where the story will go? I don't I don't know. But... Nobody knows. But I the got- one thing is, is that if... <laughs> just like, you know, our awesome president said, if you don't you know, take the vaccine, then I'm, I guess you're not as smart as I thought you were. <laughs> it's fantastic, man. Yeah. Such wise words. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to share this because I do think this is an, an important point. Um, and I I want to be real honest about this. Like, I, I do and don't mean this in like a really smart ass way. But like one thing I've been like is like, I, I'm not anti-vax but i'm definitely not hinging on the fact that the fda is going to approve it and everything's going to be all right because i thought like well the fda fda approves a lot of things right healthy right and then i saw a list of them the other day and i screenshotted it oh yeah and the the very first thing on it that we've talked about today (laughs) is cigarettes Boom. <laughs> FDA approved, the baby. FDA approves <laughs> cigarettes, you guys. Right. That's crazy. The second one, guess what? Alcohol. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Depressant. Depressant. We all have yep. fantastic stories about that. Yeah. yeah. I do have some fantastic stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my youth that, involved that. That had a really could good have gone the other way and <laughs> right. not have been so good. Right. You Absolutely. Know? You know? <laughs> um, yeah, the next the next thing. Anybody want to take a stab at it? Sugar. Um, that one is 
actually not on there, but I can see where you're going with it. Maybe it is because there's a thing. There's a couple things on here that I don't know what they are. They're like the molecules. Yeah. So maybe they're probably sugars, probably. Yeah. Man-made sugars. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yep. Yep. Sweeteners. Yep. There we go. Um, Red Bull. Yeah. FDA Uh, approved Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, Vapes. Yeah. Now, please look this up and tell me otherwise, because all I'm going off of is somebody that I follow that I will trust, like what they're what they're putting. Right, you out value there. their opinion, and I, dude, cigarettes, alcohol for sure. Yeah, that's other stuff. Red Bull, I don't know, but it makes sense. You know, like, uh, huge heart problems with yeah. people that consume energy yeah. drinks, and a lot of prescription medications that have killed people. That should be number one. That should be yeah. fucking number one. That FDA approves that. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, like Jordan Peterson. Does, has the FDA approved benzodiazepine? I don't know, but I mean, he's taking them. I mean, so I'm assuming so. Um, Man, or he's he was struggling he, with them. He was. He's doing a lot better now. His podcast is back. Um, he's doing interviews. So I follow him quite a bit. But yeah, he he suffered for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy, but I just want to make that point. Like I'm all about you know do whatever you want to do, and sometimes we gotta do things in order to live, and we do have a choice of being happy. Yeah, that's that's what I got. So, but it is because I did smoke cigarettes, I did drink alcohol, um, I do take prescription medications, and all of those have warned me that the potential side effect could be death. Yeah. yeah. All of them. Yeah, benzos, benzos and alcohol are the only two drugs that you can literally die from going through withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And yes, benzodiazepines were approved by the FDA in the 60s. Did you look it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good looking up. So, yeah. Um, so, good point, man. That's, yeah. I just, I didn't want to hinge on that. And I, you know, and I hate to see, and it makes me a little bit sad to see people hinge on that. It's right. Like, hey, come on. I get it. But don't, don't hinge on that. Right. It's, but you know, there are some people who definitely are. Exactly. And it's just That's like, sad. I feel like they could sign. Well, guess what? Like you said, it did get approved. They could just sign a piece of paper and be like, well, approved. Yeah. Who do you think funds cool. the FDA? Cool. These fucking companies <laughs> that fucking need their shit approved. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, See, we talked about me having an allure towards the the uh, conspiracy, if you will, or some of the truth that people see and like, I can't control it. So, you know, we don't, including myself, you, can, you know, you feel kind of helpless against some of that shit. I don't have Absolutely. the financial backing to fucking bring down a billion dollar corporation, not, yeah. you know? Yeah, not and, many people do. Yeah. Right. So um, everybody before this pandemic knew that. Big Pharma was fucked up. They sure. knew the government was fucked up. Right. This is and nothing now the new. now there's a little now there bit are of, saviors. Now there's a little bit of fear, and all of a sudden the government and Big Pharma has our best intentions at hand. Like, whoa, we missed a turn. Like, we we turned around. Maybe you know we did a U turn when we should have kept going forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just goes to show you, like a little bit of fear sinks you back into security blankets. The government is huge, and they have the means to take care of you. Sure, you know. So like an attachment almost mm-hmm. like a programmed attachment to, mm-hmm. the, to the machine. Same mm-hmm. with same with pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. You know, once you start taking a lot of these drugs over a period of time, it's 
almost impossible to come off of them mm-hmm. because you're you're genetically or uh, chemically wired around having that aid you for know? sure. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it creates that that dependency. Absolutely, you know. So it, it, it's it's just crazy to see the attachment that's created through the programming of big pharma and big government, you mm-hmm. know, and, and media that they all are in bed together, you yeah. know, and they all fund each other and they all, and I don't even, you know, a lot of it, when, when I talk to people, I don't necessarily mean like they're nefarious people or evil people. I think greed blinds sure. people to like what's happening to the little man. Yeah. It's like, as you sit in your corporate office or in your vacation house in, in Maui, you're not thinking about the people that are addicted and dry, dying of overdoses of your product. Right. You know, you're, you've got this ego where like, I'm making a lot of money. I'm successful. I'm yeah. helping a lot of people because it does yeah. help a lot of people. Yeah. There's this, there's <clears> this <throat> thing. My boss and I had a conversation today, I think on a smaller scale of like, once you go with a narrative for so long, even if you know it's not right, there's like this, some people have this inclination to just keep going with it. Whether it, those people, right. It's whether, hard to go against once or, you get it programmed. Right. Whether it like, whether you know it or not, they just, they just keep going with it. And I was like, you know, that's, that's some of these, you know, people that are on top, you know, calling the shots. They, they know what's going on. And but they they you're right. They're numb greed. To it. Empathy is shut off, man. Right. Yeah, and <clears throat> all of us could say that uh, we wouldn't do the same thing in that in that position. Who knows? But I'm as, glad as I'm far not as there. being like corporate greed and right. like selling a product that is not necessarily the best for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who knows? But I I don't choose to be in that position. You know, right. You know what's we crazy? Do, right? You know what's crazy? I don't think the same way about big beer and big tobacco companies, although I should. Right. Like if you think about big pharma, like it's just clicking with me because you brought up cigarettes and t- mm-hmm. alcohol, mm-hmm. and I brought up big pharma, but it's like, holy shit, mm-hmm. I'm okay with drinking beer and smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. and shit. In high school, I took a lot of pills that I didn't need to take too. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. Mm. It's, it's crazy the corporate greed and how it has interwoven itself into our reality and we're okay with some of it, even though it's exact fucking same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it is weird how that happens. Right. But then again, it circles back to your relationship with shit in life. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. It's, it's a fucking crazy life. That's for sure. It is. It is a crazy life. Yeah. Man. Tonight's felt good, man. I've been stewing the last couple of days. I sat out by the full moon last night by myself. Beautiful. Brittany's like, you coming to bed with me? I'm like, baby, I, my energy, like, dude, I felt my energy is just so scattered. Mm-hmm. Sat out on the trampoline last night, just kind of reeled it in and yeah. reflected in some solitude. Yeah. So, solitude in a place of comfort. Yeah. At my, <laughs> at my house. Good, you know, good in, point. In man. my castle. Yeah. You know, and in my, my safety zone that i've created for myself in my home you know yeah. because i had plenty of fucking solitude but it yeah. was not always comfortable yeah. especially when you hear <laughs> you hear shit sticks breaking in the woods and mm-hmm. shit and austin and eric are asleep i'm like oh fuck what is that yeah. what the fuck i hope a fucking bear doesn't come out here yeah like we didn't have any <laughs> weapons or Mm-mm. i would have just been like 
like screamed at the top of my lungs like ah i'm trying to scare it or something i don't fucking know yeah. <laughs> that would have scared us we would have woke up screaming what the? right at yeah. least there would have been three of us yeah. <laughs> yeah i ain't gotta be the fastest i just gotta not be the slowest, just gotta not be the slowest. <laughs> good one i think uh, eric's got the leg up on everybody on that one yeah. i would race him i a hey, race him hey and i'm not saying i would win right <laughs> i'm saying i would win yeah <laughs> I'm just busting your balls, man. I know. Um, but I better catch you in the first uh, quarter mile. Hey. Either <laughs> that. Like, Hold on. Let me get a cigarette. I'll uh, catch up with you in a minute. <laughs> either that or either of us run into a herd of cows. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. Good one. I got the right Dude, button. nailed it. <laughs> oh. Herd of cows, yeah. full circle, right at about the hour and a half mark. Mm. Nicely done, nicely done, man. Jeremy, um, prayers to you and your family that you get better. Absolutely. You know, I know that I know it's not anything life changing, but still, my four-year-old popped positive, and she's been running around this fucking place like she's not. She must be asymptomatic. Oh yeah, most kids are. I would say she's like she wants to go out and ride her bike. She's been trying to go to the park, and we're like. We can't let you do that right now. So like she's she's just been completely not bothered by it. My eight year old, he's he keeps saying his eyes hurt and he has a headache and has been eating a whole lot, but he's still eating. Yeah. And he's just kind of been a little lethargic, but it hasn't been that bad for him either. Brittany's really felt it the worst. She's been the one who was kind of really extra fatigued and laying in bed and it's really kind of impacted her. But I don't know. Today was today was kind of crappy for me just because like i said i just felt so sore and tired but it was uh i don't feel bad i just feel fucking lazy today so yeah well get some rest brother get some rest my man hey man um yeah get get some rest dude you you deserve it and um you know just from from me and i know we both feel this way man i hope that you do get some rest because you deserve it and Thank you for all that you do, man, like for the podcast and and all that. Um, yeah. Appreciate your piece that you so heavily involve yourself in. Um, you do a great job at, uh, at at what you do and the piece that you bring to the table. So thank you, man. And just I hope you get some rest. Amen, brother. And um, well said, you know. So it's my pleasure. I love you guys. I love you too, brother. We, we, love yeah, you too, man. we love you too. We see, we see the growth. Let's grow. And see y'all in person next week. F yeah. yeah. F yeah. <laughs> F yeah. Episode so. 40 something. <laughs> you guys got any closing words? <laughs> um, man, just incredibly grateful for that, that trip. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. And I think it taught us all a ton. For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else who finds themselves in my position, just do like I did yesterday. Make Corona your bitch. There you go. There you go. Made me feel a lot better, I think, to just have that mindset of I'm going to make this disease my bitch and to go out and still mow the grass and just live your fucking life. Don't don't succumb to it. Push through it. Yep. Preach, brother. Preach. I love it. Keep living. Absolutely. Good Keep call, living. man. Keep living. It's good. That's a good episode title. Yeah. It is. Keep living. Man, 
I am grateful for all of you amazing listeners that have followed us, followed us on our journey, been a part of our evolution, and just um, always showed up to the roundtable with us yeah. and, and enjoyed this space and reflected on this space and, and man, just be present at the roundtable. So I am super grateful for all of you. We love you so much and we're so grateful. Thank Until you. Until next week, it's a wrap.